Mandla Shongwe on SAFM. <laughs> 21 minutes past uh, 8 o'clock on SAFM. <laughs> it's, it's a pleasure to welcome uh, History Maker. Yeah, the one and only Zandi Lindlovazan. Good, good evening. Thank you for joining us. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm very well, thanks. How about you, my sister? Happy Saturday. Thank you. I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, you're a dealer. You deal in hugs. Gee. <laughs> this is a serious thing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you give that those hugs that say uh, you can let go now, you know, because some of us will hold on a little longer. I, I always say it's amazing how many people need a hug, and if we just gave just a little bit more of those warm hugs, the world would be a better place. <laughs> you know, you can say that again, and also especially people with children. Um, when you take your kids to school or when you, you know, see them off to school. Oh, that's a very important thing to give them that hug. Yeah, absolutely. Zandile, apart from, you know, uh, being a corporate uh, giant in your own right mm-hmm. and doing very well, you've uh, do you call it a hobby or do you call it a second career? I would definitely say it's a second career. It's moved past being a hobby. It's definitely become um, a full way of life. Well, when did it start? I started last year, June. Mm. Last year, June was when this journey started. So I, I was already in the water scuba diving from about 2016 or 2017. And then last year, I came into free diving and I just followed it through. I just gave my heart to it and she took all of it. Can, can, can you separate for us, uh, free diving and scuba diving, what's the difference? So scuba diving, you have air. So when you go under the water, you've got a can with air and you're able to breathe normally while you enjoy a beautiful dive looking at the marine life. Mm. But on free diving, you hold your breath and all you have is the breath in your lungs and you dive into the water. And sometimes you're diving shallow and sometimes you're diving deep. Um, but the only difference is that, you know, Free diving is a little bit more freeing in a way that it's easy to get, you know, from land into the water. It doesn't require gear. It just needs your lungs. You know, you just fill your lungs up with air and you just go on that dive. And then when you're running low on on that air, in inverted commas, you come back up. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds scary. <laughs> because for me, I, I wouldn't know how long I can hold on. Well, the, the most interesting thing is how everyone is like born a free diver. I think we take for granted how um, how natural it is for us to hold our breath and be underwater. I, I get that a lot of people say, but I can't even hold my breath for 20 seconds. You know, today I was running a course and the lady came from, you know, just at 20 seconds and she was at 1 minute 10, even though it got colder, but it's just teaching the body how to breathe in order for it to be able to hold its breath longer. And again, with, with practice, you become better at holding your breath and you become better at your carbon dioxide tolerance, which is essentially what we're teaching when we're free diving. So, in other words, uh, the water would allow you to hold your breath much longer than if you are on, on solid ground. Sorry, can you say that again? No, I'm, I'm just, uh, as you're saying, uh, uh, every one of us is born a diver. Uh, would it mean then I could hold my breath slightly longer in the water than I do on dry land? Yes, pro- probably you would. So, I, I often say 
most people who say I can only hold my breath for like 20 to 30 seconds, you can get a solid two minutes out of a person on their first day of training. Mm. Because essentially, it's just training how to breathe. We often breathe quite shallow. But when we breathe into our diaphragm, and then we let that air fill up into our lungs, a different process follows through. We're able to hold longer. And as much as we think that we can't hold our breath even on land, some people can hold their breath longer on land than in the water. But I guess the more training you do, the more the two spaces converge. <laughs> so how long can you hold your breath for, Zan? I'm at the moment at 3 minutes 55 seconds. I don't want to say 4 minutes because someone's going to say, Zandi, you're claiming. You know, those 5 seconds, are, there's a difference there. <laughs> so I'm at 3 minutes 55 seconds at the moment. <laughs> I, you would make me panic because if I was there watching you go in there, I'd panic and say, hey, when's she coming up? It's, how amazing is this? I think the world record for holding your breath is like 11 minutes. So the men's record is like 11 minutes or 12 minutes. And women are at about 8 minutes. So I'm still a baby in the holding of your breath space. When you look at how the professionals are, you know, the guys that are breaking world records, they're sitting at 11 minutes static, which is a massive thing. That's like your body functioning for 11 minutes without breathing. Huh. You're one of a kind because, you know, we duckies and water, what they say. Once it's bang for them, <laughs> I actually think that we are very much a people who come from the water. It, it, it's a funny thing because everyone's like, yeah, but black people don't swim and black people don't die. Mm. I, I definitely don't believe that. I think it's just, I, 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 I'm always trying to think about it. And of course, I know that there's a spiritual aspect to it Yes. as well. You yes. know, more than just the belief, there's a spiritual aspect of it. And when I often talk about it, I say, what would happen if you were able to, to worship in a different way? You know, yes, we have our beliefs, but could we make the space more sacred? And I find freediving incredibly sacred, incredibly personal. And the deeper you go, not saying that everyone wants to go to 30, 40 meters, mm. but just a beautiful place and teaching your body, you know, in being able to override your body's natural responses. When your body says, I need to breathe and I need to breathe now. And you're able to just tell your body to calm down. It's okay. Do you know what I mean? Wow, I mean, I mean, that's a lot that goes on in your mind at the time. But, but that's just it. You you have to manage the control. So I always say there's this guy at the back of our heads who's running everything on on an automatic go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When you walk into a dark room, your pupils must dilate. When you do this, this must happen. And somehow that, that guy who's running the switches in your head, you need to get that guy to calm down. Because essentially when you're needing to breathe, the, the minute you start panicking, the dive is over. But the minute you just accept, yes, I can feel that I need to breathe, it's okay. It doesn't have to be right now. You know, it, it's, it's like the most personal thing that you go through when you're telling your body, calm down. So, and then you don't swallow the sea, of course. Because so, the minute you start panicking, you are going to swallow the sea. <laughs> so th th this is about paying extreme attention to what your body tells you. Yeah, it's 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 so personal. Like I just want to, I can't express how personal it is. But the more you just, the more you dive, the more your body says, "Oh, I see this." I mean, we have the same reaction when we hold our breath as whales, 
as dolphins, our bodies just magically go there. The same thing that happens with whales happens with us. And that should tell us that, hold on, we are more than just a land-dwelling species. Mm. Yeah. She, this is a whole science, eh? <laughs> it is. It is. So it's different, but it's beautiful. Now, the little I've seen about diving, there's always a long rope that you follow. You yeah. go in head first. You don't use your hands as much, but your feet get busy. Is that how it's done? Absolutely, yes. So th- there's a few disciplines within freediving. Do you want me to tell you a little bit about Please, that? Please, because, Hugh, this is exciting yet scary for me. I don't know, for other people. You, you must let me take you into the water. It'll become the most natural thing. So with freediving, there's, there's a few disciplines. So the static apnea, when we're talking a breath hold of like 11 minutes, yes. this is when you're just holding your breath and you're standing still. You're, you might be you know, just relaxing in the water and you're holding your breath. No spinning, nothing. This is to, you know, the idea of this discipline is to hold your breath as long as you can. Yes. Then we go into dynamic apnea. Dynamic is when you're swimming in a pool. So you're doing pool lanes, up and down, up and down, up and down, for as long as you can. This you can do with or without fins. Then we have constant weight. This is when we're diving along a line. Again, you can do this with fins or without fins. And you just make a nice, beautiful duck dive and you descend all the way to whatever depth it is that you're going to along a line. So that line essentially helps you see where you are. Um, normally, we'll also be wearing a lanyard. Yes. This just makes sure that you don't if there's a current, let's say at 10 or 15 meters, it doesn't take you and you end up, you know, you end up losing your way at sea. So you're always wearing a lanyard when you descend. This is to help you. If anything happens, you're still along the line. And when you make your turn up back to the top, you know exactly where you're going. You know which direction is up. And then um, under paddy as well is free immersion. Free immersion, you duck dive and you pull yourself to get using your hands. You don't use your legs at all. You just pull, 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 using your hands until you get to the depth that you're wanting to get to. And then you turn around and you pull yourself back up again until you get to the top. So these are the disciplines that we focus on under Paddy. Wow. Your level, <laughs> your level of fitness here, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, should be unquestionable. Well, it, it's I would say that free diving is more about relaxation than physical fitness. It's an interesting thing. Like, the, the, there's, a, there's a time when I did a course with an organization called Pure Apnea, and one of the guys was an intense smoker, and he didn't train a lot. But he was the guy who got the longest breath hold. Do you know what I mean? Which is yeah. crazy, because you would think, wait, what? But because his lungs are used to functioning with a lesser amount of good air because he smokes so much, holding his breath becomes a, it's, it's not as difficult. So for me, it's definitely more relaxation than it is physical fitness. And, and if you follow the relaxation pattern, you will just see your body, you'll easily go to 10 meters. And before you know it, you're at 15. And before you know it, you're at 20. It just all talks to how relaxed you are and how much you need go during the dive. Because I, you know, when I'm underwater and I'm holding my breath, I become aware of something that feels like air is trying to shoot out of my ears. 
<laughs> Sometimes I see bubbles coming out of my nose and I'm thinking, how does a bubble come out of my nose when I'm not breathing? And <laughs> and I, I feel like internally, whether in my head or around my diaphragm, something is expanding. Is, is it normal? Yes, that is normal. So th- that's the most exciting thing. So our urge to breathe, the, the moment when your body says, I must breathe, I must breathe, that's your carbon dioxide. So in free diving, we're always working to increase our carbon dioxide tolerance. So when you start, the minute you feel your urge to breathe, that contraction in your diaphragm, that's the first go. But after that first go, you still have about a minute, two minutes, some people even five minutes before they need to breathe. Just from that first contraction, you know, the more you train, the more you learn your body and you know which contraction is the final contraction that requires you to make a turn and go back to the top. So we're always training our carbon dioxide tolerance. The more we're able to tolerate a higher level of carbon dioxide, the more the longer our dives can be. And essentially that air, because when you dive into depth, um, the, the volume of your lung volume becomes smaller and smaller. And of course, when you're coming back up, it goes back to its normal size. And that's when you, you see those air bubbles coming out through your nose. You're able to breathe them back up. Or you can actually trap that air in your trachea. So there's a different way of um, you can hold on to that air or you can release it. If you've just done like a a dive to, let's say, 30 meters, you might, you know, what, what's that word? You 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 suck it back in through your nose. So yes. the air that's trying to escape, you suck it back in. And instead you use it to help you finish your dive. Wow, we're chatting to the first black free diving instructor. Uh, she's done this with the, the Professional Association of Diving Instructors, uh, breaking a lot of stereotypes and, uh, you know, putting a few taboos to rest. The reaction from family and friends and colleagues, people must have thought, Sandy, are you seriously going to do this? I, pro- I, I, I wonder. <laughs> it's definitely a different reaction because everyone always asks me, what is it about the water? You know, and I'm always trying to explain that we all worship in different ways. And for me, you know, getting into the water is incredibly spiritual. Um, but also, it's it's such a beautiful place to just stop everything from a brain that is always working. Do you know how it is when you're at work? You're always just flipping, flipping, flipping thoughts. When you need to get to bed, your your mind is always busy. Free diving teaches you to take everything out of your head, which is incredibly important i mean i've had really good support from you know i've got good support from my sister i've got good support from my friends and of course it's difficult sometimes with family to understand you know like my grandmother she's she doesn't understand what it is that i'm doing neither does she understand why i keep growing there um but her love has definitely been felt through it all you know she might not understand it but she just kind of shakes her head and says well you know i got dealt with a hard one with this one but (laughs) we keep on going the issue, you know, if I see a professional like you, um, usually I want to compete with you, something that I shouldn't, because I need to take <laughs> baby steps to get yeah. to your level. <laughs> Meaning, at some point, I might just jump my limits, the limits of my body or my tolerance and all of that. How, how, do, you, how do you teach somebody to deal with that, especially people that come to you for lessons? So... Now, number one, you, 
Diving is incredibly personal. So I always say that this is personal. You don't get to jump into the water and assume that you can beat anybody. This is your journey. It's personal. And what what you will observe, so when we start training, we do confined water, which is in the pool. In the pool, you're able to read someone's comfort and you're able to read how, you're able to read their breath hold. Is it a panicked breath hold? How do they feel when, essentially when they, when they get their contractions? Because I like to hold the person's back and I can feel the first contraction. How they react to that is important. Then the second one and the third one. When we go into open water, which, you know, on this course we will go to 60 meters, I'll first put the line at five meters. Let everyone duck dive to five meters, and you can visibly see how a person is reacting to five meters. Some people get more comfortable quicker. Some people take a little bit more time. But when someone is more comfortable, you might drop the line to 10. Let them swim down, and you, you swim with them. You, you are always observing their limits. You can see when they start to panic, then you don't drop the line any further than that. So as an instructor, you have such a big responsibility in reading your students so when, even when you start the course, you kind of pick up who's the competitive one, who's this one, who's this one, and you know that the competitive one, you want to keep an extra eye on them because they might want to push their limits. And then you might say, I'm not dropping this line any deeper. You know, I need you to show me mastery in the skills that we're doing. So if we're diving to 10 meters, I want you to show me mastery. I'm not dropping this line until I see mastery. So this is important, and the whole journey, you always, you always have to realize that all of your students are different and you and you treat them in the way that they, they best react to stuff. So if they're competitive, you want to watch that competitive streak. But if they're just relaxed, if they don't maybe speak as much as they should, you're just always watching them. Keep an eye on those eyes. You keep an eye on their thin strokes. You keep an eye on absolutely everything. And that's how you're able to ensure that there's minimal mishaps during a dive. Wow, this is a highly intensive job. <laughs> it, 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 it's it's not really. It's it's a funny thing. You you can actually you can feel it. You can completely feel it, and you can see when a person is at peace. You can see it in their eyes as they as they ascend up to the top. You're always looking, reading. When they get to the top and they do their beautiful hook breath, and you say, "Hey, how did that feel?" They might say, it felt good. They might say, drop the line. And you're saying, no, 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 no. We have to do a few more of those. Yeah. You need to, you know, remember to do this. Remember to do that. Show me that you have mastered the skill. And then we're able to move forward. Yeah. Not a rush. It's not a race. Take your time. And we- the more you hold on to these goals of, I want this and I want that. The body is a funny thing. And the sea, she's also a funny body. The more you relax and you let the space to be, the more beautiful your dives are. Stone it to nine on SAFM, chatting to a free diving instructor. She's done it all, scuba diving and other forms of diving. Now she is uh, teaching a whole lot of us who are scared of water, for one, and uh, <laughs> who have self-doubt. Uh, to, to be able to take this as a sport and as a career, as uh, you heard Zandila saying, this is a second career. She's got another career. She's successful in that, and she's making a great success of this one as well. Free diving yeah. and, of course, uh, really, really, really writing history because um, in years to come, we'll always say it was uh, because of her that I'm able to do this. Wow. We chat to her in a moment. Stay with us. Mandla Shongwe on SAFM. 
18 to 9. John Harika is your man between 9 and midnight. It's going to be bad tracks. He's going to take you back in time and uh, bring up back those good old memories. So do join them then. Still with us, uh, free diving instructor, Zandile Ndlovo. Zandile, you know, I, I heard somewhere when people are dealing with stress, apparently one of the th- ways of dealing with stress is to hold your breath however long you can and release that's the best way to deal with stress i take it uh, stress is is never part of your equation definitely not and you're absolutely right breath the way we use our breath talks to how we react to everything in life um often enough someone will be about to do a speech and they say i have butterflies in my stomach all that is is talking to how you are using your breath the minute you do nice, nice, deep, nice, deep breathing. You're able to calm yourself out of those butterflies. You're able to calm your, your sympathetic nervous system where everything is wanting to panic. You just go into a relaxed state and you grab hold of that, whatever it is that feels stressful. The way we breathe is how we deal with everything. And as humans, we generally breathe quite shallow which is weird, but we should be breathing like babies, straight into our tummies, breathing through our diaphragm first and then into our lungs. You want a nice, easy breath that's nice and deep, and this is what heals, and this is what keeps us calm, and this is how we relax, and this is how we're able to fathom really stressful environments. How we use our breath is how we do everything, actually. This, I think, would give me a clear head, because sometimes you want to clear your head and you can't. Hence, people yeah. will take on strenuous exercises just to get that that level of oxygen to the brain to clear the mind. Yeah, it's just it's just letting. When you watch how babies breathe, you're you're just reminded about how we should be breathing. You know that that nice big bottom tummy. You know less shallow breathing, more into your stomach, letting it, feeling yourself. And now, when I do my breathing before I dive. I actually like to watch my stomach. When you put your hand on your diaphragm and you watch the bottom of your tummy fill up and then you feel the second part of your, the second part of your breathing in, which is now the the, the air going into your lungs. So it's first into your tummy and then you see your hand shift as your lungs fill up with air. It's the most beautiful thing because then you're able to see where your air is going and you feel it as it fills up in your chest and you know that you're getting ready for a beautiful dive. It's it's so beautiful. When we focus on our breath, we just, we become the next level of ourselves, actually. Do you get a lot of brothers like uh, some of us coming through now that uh, you've broken the ice? Well, we, we're still working at it. I think there's still, um, there's still a big stigma around deeper waters, but I'm definitely actively working to just break that so that we can have more black people Diving. For me, that's important because it says this is how we change narratives. You know, we walk into spaces and we take up space, and this is important. Mm. Um, and sometimes just releasing what it, releasing the unknown. You know, there's so much about life that is unknown. But if you live in the, if you're always trying to be hesitant about what will come next, you know, we never know what's in the future. But what we have is the present. So if we're able to just step within that and say, hey, what would happen if I tried this? You know, no one is saying dive to 20 meters, but just diving to five meters. Most people haven't even dived to five meters. Do you know what I mean? Just take it to five meters. If it feels good, take it to eight meters. If it feels good, do you know what mm, I mean? Just yeah. ease 
easy, gradually walking into it. Um, and also knowing that whoever is trying to teach you, be it myself or any other instructor, they are qualified for any rescue that may be needed. We are qualified to be able to perform a rescue. But that will never need to happen because we, we learn how we free dive. We do good theory, we do confined water, and then we go out into the open water and we do exactly what we learn in confined water. So it's just getting out of your head a little bit. Um, but I'm definitely trying to grow the sport. <laughs> if if you want to take a look at some of the the interesting things Zandila gets to do in the water, just go to her, her Twitter page. At Zen underscore jabs, uh, you posted on the on Valentine's Day. What are you saying there? It looks like you're singing and dancing on the waters. <laughs> there was a little bit of a hype around Valentine's Day with the song that was uh, Valentine's is coming with your boyfriend. I'm sure you heard about it. Yes. Um, <laughs> so when so I ordered a mermaid suit because I figured, you know, why couldn't you be the aunt who has a mermaid suit? And so we then played around, and essentially I dive into the water, and I sing, Valentine, Valentine's is coming, where's your boyfriend? You know, And I do a little bit of a dance, and it was just so much fun. And for me, that's, that's how we learn. We play. When we play, we learn. And it's, it's a beautiful place. <laughs> you make it look so easy. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone always asks me, Zandi, when you're talking underwater, how is the, how's the water not going into your throat? I'm that's saying, the thing. No, but it's when you're speaking, you know, you've got your, it's your glasses, you've got your glasses closed. Mm. So you're only, you're able to mouth, you're able to make sound without, without the water going into your mouth or without, without the water going into your lungs. It's an interesting thing and you learn it. You learn how to shut off your glasses and you learn to open it and close it and open it and close it. And these are things that we're not used to, like, you know when you when you wink at someone, it's something that you learn. And then moving one eyebrow without moving the other, you, you, you're learning to separate actions, that things that you normally would not be able to control. So in freediving, you're learning to control your glasses. And you're, con- you're learning to control, you, you learn to control everything, actually. You learn to control your lungs. You learn to control your trachea. You learn to control your soft palate. You lift it when you need to lift it. You lower it. And this takes time. It takes time and space, and you're just allowing yourself to voluntarily move things that you previously were not able to move. So now you can open it and close it, and open it and close it. Yeah. You can open, you know, you can close it. You can open it, stuff a little bit more air inside, and you close it. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting thing. <laughs> but how, how do you guys work out where the water doesn't have? other life forms just going about their business because that would make many of us panic as soon as you see maybe a fish or so or toitos or something one would just scream out but it looks like you're able to find water where there's just probably plants and other objects nothing that moves around or threatens to bite <laughs> that type of thing well interestingly enough in freediving part of what makes freediving so exciting is that the marine life gets closer to you and you're able to get closer to marine life. So when you are on scuba, you've got these bubbles going around everywhere. Yes. And kind of like the fish and the sharks, they look at you, they're kind of wondering, what is that? You know, it's not one of us. But when you free dive on, on one breath, everything comes closer to you. You know, a shark might come to you just to investigate. Like, yes, we see you, but who are you? You know, and 
animals become curious and you're able to have even more amazing um, diving experiences because you're getting closer to everything. Turtles, you know, fish, eels, everything under the sea. Um, but obviously when you're going for depth, the deeper you go, there's very much, most of your life is around your 10, 20 meter mark. When you go past 30 meters, 40 meters, 50 meters, there isn't really much. It's just darkness. Um, so essentially, you want to come across the fish and you want to come across the sharks. And you almost learn to keep calm when you want to panic. So you might dive to even 10 meters and a shark comes by. You need to learn to calm yourself because if you can't, if you can't calm yourself, you're going to swallow the sea. So when the shark is there, you kind of acknowledge its presence. And it will it may swim to you, it may swim past you, it may it could do anything, but it will never harm you. So it's just remembering that you're part of that ecosystem. When you go in there, you know, you're a guest, but if you're just there on apnea, everything comes closer and nothing in the sea will hurt you. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the way you, you, you come back up, you know. It's like you're taking a stroll and dancing along. It, it, it looks so cool. It's like you, you're dancing to some music of sorts. It's, 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 it's the most beautiful thing. And everyone always says, no, but what happens if I see this or I see that? Yeah. And I say, you need to realize that we have the biggest imaginations as humans. So I, I'm generally a big, like I'm a big coloring person in my head. My, my imagination can go crazy. So when you get to like in Johannesburg, we dive in a quarry. The quarry is about 32 meters, 34 meters deep. Yeah. So at about 15 meters, it starts to get dark. And then at 20 meters, even darker. Then at 25 meters, it's pitch black. <laughs> but it's also cold. So if you let your mind go to the places where it could, like, ooh, what if I see this? What if I see that? It's just you're going to ruin your dive. So you kind of just get into a place that is accepting of what is. You know, whatever you see, you kind of calm down. It's okay. Nothing will hurt you, you know. And um, you find a way to just be at peace and you don't let your mind draw all the things that it could imagine because when our brain is, is thinking up stuff, that's using oxygen. Our brain uses a lot of oxygen. And essentially, you need that oxygen. When you run out of oxygen, your dive is done. You know, yes, the carbon dioxide tolerance is what we need, but you always need to have a level of oxygen that is mm. in your body that's helping to keep your heart and your mind running. I, um, I often wonder how you guys tell if the water in the Indian Ocean and in the Pacific Ocean is warmer or colder than the other, because for me, water is what is cold, especially <laughs> in that big space. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking as well, you know, given what you've, you, you've told us, uh, Zandile, it looks like if I was, you know, a boss somewhere or if I was a leader of a group of uh, influential and uh, dis uh, powerful people who make serious decisions, this is one thing I would want them to do um, so that uh, at crisis point, they do not panic, yeah. but they get smarter. 100%. 100%. And that's what freediving teaches us. It teaches us. It teaches us to override the natural things that our body would do. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. when you see a dog, you, your first instinct might, might be to run. But the right thing is to stand still and face it, right? Um, and, and that's what freediving is. It's constantly teaching us that often enough, our first thought of what we should do is probably 
not the right thing to do. You know, you might see a dog running towards you. The natural thing to turn around and run. You can't outrun a dog. You know, it's in the same way in the ocean. You can't, you cannot outswim anything in the ocean. Mm. So if you have a fear of sharks, where are you going? Where are you going? You know, this is important. And you, you kind of learn with that limited air supply that you have, you learn to be present and you let your presence be known. If the shark comes up to you to kind of, you know, figure out what are you? Are you my kind of food or not? Calm down. It's only just coming to, you know, it's coming to feel and it will very quickly realize that you're not a seal or something. But if it's confused, then you're going to need to push it away. Talking you know, about nice tug when you're pushing it away. And by that, it will realize that, okay, sorry, you know, this is not my food. Um, And then you swim up to the top and you hook breathe and you get your air back and then you dive again. So it's just reminding us that our first instinct is not always right. The instinct to run is not always right. It's about standing in the space and in your limited um, breath that you have inside your lungs, still be present and let your your presence be known. You don't run. You stand and you face it. Whatever it is that is your fear. Um, well, and that's, talk, that's what you do. Talking about dogs, I've got uh, scars to show. I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, <laughs> when, when is the next course, Suzanne? So, I finished doing uh, the course that I'm, I'm currently running tomorrow. I'm running one on the 14th and 15th in Durban. And then again on the 7th and 8th of March here in Joburg. So definitely hoping to get more people to just jump into the sport and give it a try and see what it's about. <laughs> so do we find you on Twitter to, to get to talk to you more about when and how? Absolutely. So Zan underscore Jabs on Twitter and Zan underscore Ruffy on Instagram. Ruffy? Yes, R-U-F-F-Y. R-U-F-F-Y. Yep. Van underscore Rafi on Instagram. Ah. And there you can actually see a little bit more of my shark encounters when we go playing with sharks, when we go playing with everything that it means to just hold your breath and have fun. <laughs> I'll pluck up enough courage. I'll give you a call and we'll take it from there and we'll go diving. Awesome stuff. I would love that. Zen, congratulations. Very well done. Thank you so much for joining us. Keep on keeping on. Keep on doing what you're doing because you make it look so easy. So some of us will come and allow you to hold our hands and teach us a new way of doing things. I love this. Thank you, Manda, for having me. It's really been beautiful. I always enjoy talking freediving. It's my heart. And I hope love. You yes, are so good you. at it. Thank you so much. And have a fabulous weekend. Awesome stuff. You too. Lovely. Thank you. Zandiland Love, free diving instructor at Zen underscore Jabs. Jabs is in J-A-B-Z. And also uh, Zen underscore Rafi, R-U-F-F-Y on Instagram. And uh, get to know when the courses are happening and learn a few tri- uh, a few tricks. And as far as diving is concerned, that's uh, how it looks for now. It's two minutes to nine. In about two minutes' time, we hand over to Greg Close with the news at nine o'clock. Final bulletin for the day. And then John Harke will take over until midnight.